Governor Christie, you just heard Donald Trump approvingly quoting Vladimir Putin about American democracy, about the American legal system, uh, attacking the criminal charges against him and the rottenness of the American political system, quote unquote. Uh, what's your reaction? My, my reaction is that he gets worse and worse by the day, Jake, and voters better start paying attention to exactly what he's saying. Donald Trump realizes the walls are closing in. He's becoming crazier. And now he's citing Vladimir Putin as a character witness, a guy who is a murderous thug all around the world. Um, it's, it's time to send, send Donald Trump back to Mar-a-Lago permanently. But, Jake, the clock is ticking. His time is coming. And Donald Trump, I absolutely believe, will be convicted of crimes that are worthy of jail come this spring. And he knows it, and that's why he's getting crazier every day. Well, from your mouth to voters' ears, Governor, we'll see. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something right. No, it ain't. Still ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am. Stop giving me. Hey, I am. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, 98.7 in Santa Barbara, 93.7 in San Diego, 99.5 in Ridgecrest and China Lake. Also in California on KFOI up in Red Bluff and Redding and KKRN in Round Mountain. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's Queso, Eugene's KEPW, Lanchester, Pennsylvania's W News, Maui, Hawaii's KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP, Rochester, New York's WRFZ, down in New Orleans on WHIV, out in Gallup, New Mexico on KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the Internet, on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, No Lies Radio, Verdon Square Radio, Detour Talk, and most of your favorite podcast sites... Thanks to all of them. Blanketing Planet Earth, I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Welcome to the Bradcast. This is likely to be our last chance to open the phones this year in 2023 before the 2024 election year starts. So uh, write the number down right now, 818-985-5735, 818-985-KPFK. Better yet, if you are someone who voted for Joe Biden in 2020, but you are thinking of voting for Donald Trump in 2024 or voting for a third party or maybe staying at home, not voting at all next year. Uh, In that case, give us a call right now. 
and I will try to put you right at the top of the list if I can. I would love to have a word with you. I'd love to hear what you are thinking. 818-985-KPFK as we try to take your temperature at year's end. Now we are still in emergency fund drive here at our flagship station in Los Angeles, KPFK. So please do consider calling that very same number and hitting uh, option number two, to make a donation of any amount you can afford for KPFK to help us stay on your public airwaves. But if you'd like to get on the air with me, it's 818-985-5735, same number, but you need to hit option number one. I would love to hear from you. Um, Let's start here. Former President Donald Trump on Sunday accused undocumented immigrants of waging a, quote, invasion of the United States in a speech that highlighted his frequent use of dehumanizing language to describe foreigners seeking lawful asylum in this country, specifically foreigners of color, such as those from South America and Africa and Asia. Hmm. That uh, from a man who uh, has indicated that he would have the U.S. military invade Mexico if he was allowed to become president again. Yes, a war with Mexico. Though, to be fair, both Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley have suggested that they would do the same. But, you know, guy like that, that's why I'm curious why uh, some of you who might have supported Biden last time may not want to do so this time. Uh, But during a campaign event in Reno, Nevada on Sunday, the uh, polling leader in the Republican race blamed President Biden for what he portrayed as a dangerous incursion on the homeland. Quote, this is an invasion, Trump said. This is like a military invasion. Drugs, criminals, gang members and terrorists are pouring into our country at record levels, he said. We've never seen anything like it. They're taking over our cities. In fact, many, if not most, migrants at the southern border are actually uh, not criminals, not invading, not taking over our cities. They are, you know, parents and children seeking protection and Studies show that undocumented immigrants are much, much less likely than U.S. citizens to actually commit crimes. On Saturday, Trump once again accused them in a speech and in a social media post of, quote, poisoning the blood of the country, echoing the writings of, yes, Adolf Hitler, as even The Washington Post was kind enough to point out in their coverage. Experts disputed the use of the term invasion to describe the situation at the border, and advocates for immigrants have criticized Trump and other GOP officials for their use of such words, noting that most are fleeing persecution or poverty poverty, and seeking humanitarian protection. But sure, it's an invasion. Unhappy with uh, Joe Biden's policy at the border? Well, never fear. During uh, his uh, Trump speech on Sunday, he reiterated that in a second term, he would have the, quote, largest deportation operation in American history. So, you know, if you don't like Biden's uh, immigration policy, I guess we know what Trump's will be. Trump falsely portrayed immigrants as coming from, quote, mental institutions and insane asylums. And he pledged to, quote, shift massive portions of federal law enforcement to immigration enforcement instead and have, quote, 
uh, strong ideological screening, whatever that might mean. Trump also described what he said were, quote, so many criminals being dumped into the U.S. and accused Democrats of turning America into a, quote, haven for bloodthirsty criminals. Trump has made hardline immigration policies a key focus of his pitch for a second term, and he has said that he would, quote, close the border and reinstate his Muslim travel ban. During a recent interview on Fox News, Trump said, don't worry, he would not be a dictator, quote, except for day one, before going on to declare that he wanted to, quote, close the border and, yes, for good measure, quote, Drill, 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 Desi Doyen. Well, of course, because he can't think of anything else to say. So he comes up with the first first thing that comes to his mind. I just want to point out. Yes. What do you want to point out? Trump to say that uh, he believes horribly that immigrants are poisoning the blood of America. I just want to point out that all but one of Trump's wives is an immigrant. Good point, except for the fact that all of his wives, except for one, are immigrants uh, from, you know, kind of white-ish countries. Oh, well, not you do have that from Asia, point there. That might be one. Not from Africa, not from South America. So that's okay for him. They're fine. Those are they they are sending their best people apparently. Their best people who are dumb enough to marry Donald Trump. And yet we hear of many in the immigrant community suggesting that they will be voting for Donald Trump next year, not Joe Biden, presuming they're both on the ballot, which I find odd and which I'd love to hear from you as to why. 818-985-5735. I always hear from you folks after the show via email, but uh, let's talk. I'll be nice. 818-985-5735. Also, uh, many on the environmental left uh, who are fighting the good fight against our climate crisis. Are you guys really planning to vote for dictator drill, drill, drill? Really? 818-985-KPFK. I'd love to, as I said, take the temperature again today at year's end. But more on Trump in a moment, since I spent a good amount of time last week on Rudy Giuliani's defamation case and the horrors that he and Trump and their supporters brought against Georgia election workers Shay Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, repeatedly and horrifically lying about them, falsifying ballots in, in Atlanta in 2020, leading them uh, to, to have to move out of their houses due to hundreds of threats on their lives, including threats of hanging, lynching, hearing their necks snap, as one of the emailers put it to, uh, to them. That was all documented during the damages trial. Since we covered the trial, I just want to make note of the outcome of that trial, which came in on Friday after we were already off uh, air for the week. And also there is some new news here as well. But the D.C. federal court jury awarded $148 million in damages on Friday to Moss and Freeman, to the defamed election workers who risked their lives, by the way, during a pandemic to help ensure American democracy would continue. The damages verdict followed emotional testimony from both women on the stand as they tearfully described becoming the target of a false conspiracy theory pushed by Giuliani and other Republicans as they tried to steal the 2020 election from Joe Biden and the American people. 
There was an audible gasp in the courtroom when the jury foreperson read aloud the $75 million damage, uh, million award in punitive damages for the women. Moss and Freeman were each awarded another $36 million in other damages. Their lawyers had asked the jury for an award of about $48 million for both women. Giuliani's attorney uh, told the jury that a judgment in that amount would be the equivalent of a, quote, civil death sentence for Rudy Giuliani and would be, quote, the end for him. Well, the jury heard that from Rudy's lawyer. They considered it during the two days of deliberation, and they decided then to add another $100 million to Giuliani's penalty. I guess they really wanted the end for Rudy Giuliani. Uh, they uh, upped the uh, original $48 million sought to $148 million after the uh, nearly a week-long trial in D.C. federal court. Here was Ruby Freeman speaking to reporters outside the D.C. federal courthouse after the verdict on Friday. Good evening, everyone. I am Lady Ruby. Today's a good day. A jury stood witness to what Rudy Giuliani did to me and my daughter and held him accountable, and for that I'm thankful. Today is not the end of the road. We still have work to do. Rudy Giuliani was not the only one who spread lies about us. And others must be held accountable too. But that is tomorrow's work. For now, I want people to understand this. Money will never solve all of my problems. I can never move back into the house that I called home I will always have to be careful about where I go and who I choose to share my name with. I miss my home, I miss my neighbors, and I miss my name. That was Ruby Freeman outside the courthouse in D.C. on Friday after the jury um, found a judgment in her favor and for that of her daughter to the tune of $148 million. The disgraced former New York City mayor, Rudy Giuliani, vowed to appeal the jury's judgment, telling reporters, quote, it will be reversed so quickly it will make your head spin. Of course, That's the very same man who said during the trial that he both stood by his claims that Moss and Freeman Freeman committed election fraud, that he would present the proof of that fraud at trial, and that he would take the stand in his own defense in that trial. He did none of those things during that trial. And this just in, just before airtime this afternoon, Moss and Freeman have now sued Giuliani again following the defamatory comments that he made against them on the courthouse steps last week after the first day of the trial, which the judge remarked the following day may have opened himself up to another defamation suit. Well, guess what? Apparently it now has. Oh, Rudy. But other than uh, other than that, uh, other than uh, Giuliani, I suspect the person most freaked out about the Friday verdict was, or at least should be, one Donald J. Trump, who is facing 
well, a civil fraud trial himself in New York, for which he has already been found guilty and will soon find out uh, his own financial judgment in a $300 million fraud case. I suspect the judge in that case, who will determine uh, the final judgment, has also taken note of what the jury found in D.C. But uh, so I suspect uh, has Donald J. Trump. I suspect he's noticed as well, given that his federal trial on charges related to attempting to steal the 2020 election, currently scheduled to begin in just over two months time, on March 4, the day before Super Tuesday, on March 5, um, he will be pulling that trial will be pulling from the very same jury pool in Washington, D.C. federal court that produced the jury that added a hundred million dollars to Rudy Giuliani's uh, final judgment. So if anyone today should be worried about last Friday's jury verdict, uh, and what it means, well, that should be Donald Trump, which uh, brings me back to the 2024 election with voting in the Republican presidential primary in a matter of weeks now in Iowa and then in New Hampshire. And, of course, to you and your calls to uh, so many of you who write in to me via email. Now's your chance to get in on the air and uh, let us know why uh, Joe Biden is no good next year. Donald Trump is better or maybe a third party is better or maybe staying home is better. 818-985-5735. I've got much more on all of this, but uh, let's get to at least a, a call or two here. Let me go to Joe in Lake Balboa. Hey, Joe, welcome to the broadcast. How are you? I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, what's what's on your mind, Joe? Okay, as far as uh, Joe Biden and Trump, yeah, you know the old saying is, uh, you know, the lesser of two evils. There's no such thing. I believe they're both evil. Mm-hmm. The difference with Trump, he's very transparent. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, on the other hand, is not, except when he goes off the cuff and. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, just what's going on in Israel with the war has already got two wars going. Mm-hmm. Um, he's already fracking, drilling, and uh, the and corporate media doesn't tell us anything. Well, they tell they tell on. us. So they, I have to. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I have to, uh, you know, get stuff from you guys. Good. Uh, Democracy Now, stuff mm-hmm. like that, where I can get real news, truth news. Good. Thank you. And it's just really uh, outrageous what he's doing. And. I think he'll get us in World War Three if we don't. If he come, if he is elected, I, we need a, a third party. Okay, we need so to be able Joe, to have a third party, not this corrupt two-party system we have. All right, well, fair enough. And I have uh, nothing against uh, having a third or a fourth or a fifth or a tenth party. That said, right. what what you're suggesting is that Joe Biden got us into these wars uh, th- that we're not in, that he's actually kept us out of, as far as sending troops there. Uh, but you're suggesting he got us into those wars in uh, in Ukraine and in Israel. Now, you're under the opinion that had Hamas attacked Israel uh, when Donald Trump was in office, that he would have been uh, better, that it would have led to less death and no, destruction? No. no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is never any kind of peace talk, OK? There's always something pointing the finger at Russia instead of, you know, engaging in some kind of negotiation, uh, pointing a finger at China Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, oh, because of the chips 
Oh, they want to, the United States wants to be the top dog in the chips instead of all working together. I mean, that's the problem. It's always them, always them. Well, when, let me. Why don't we okay. work together? All right, fair enough, Joe. But we, you know, when we had a, a, a worldwide pandemic just a year or two ago, uh, we were not able to get chips in this country at all because they were all made overseas and all the traffic stopped, and that became a security issue. Shouldn't we make them here at home? Shouldn't we uh, right. produce jobs in, in making those uh, chips at home? Yes, yes yeah. we, you're absolutely right. We should do that. So, But we need to negotiate with them. And why? why China can go in. China's not stupid. Well, hang on I mean, a second, can, Joe. Why, why do we need to negotiate anything with them? We can build our own chips factories here. There's actually a bill called the Chips Bill that was passed by Joe Biden, signed into law by Joe Biden. Another uh, hun- uh, hundreds of, uh, bi- uh, of uh, billions of dollars have been uh, also dedicated through the Inflation Reduction Act to manufacturing chips plants in this country. Isn't that a good thing? Yes, I hear you. What you're saying, that is a good thing. Then tell me something. Why is it that we're over there talking to Taiwan. What is it that we want from them and that China can't be involved in the whole situation? I mean, everyone could build something. That's what I'm trying to say. But they're trying to take over and push China out of the way. I mean, I well, no, 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 no. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. They're not pushing China out of the way. China is claiming that Taiwan is a part of China. The U.S. for uh, decades now has had a one China, has recognized a one China policy, but has supported Taiwan uh, where there is still uh, at least a, a version of democracy and freedom of the press and freedom of speech, unlike in China. So the America, not just the Biden administration, but uh, many administrations before them have been supporting Taiwan. Again, isn't that a good thing? It's a good thing in one aspect, but I just but I've been a diehard Democrat all my life, and I'm so sick. It keeps getting worse and worse. And no, I'm not for I'm not a Republican. Yeah. I'm for somebody that wants to make things better. Yeah. It's only getting worse is what I'm saying. seeing. You know what I mean? It's not getting better. I, I do know what you mean. And by the way, I differ from you in that I am not a Democrat. But that said, I... I it, it, to say things are not getting better uh, when there is a, a manufacturing boom in this country that we have not seen in decades, not just on uh, uh, on chips, but on a whole bunch of stuff, thanks to laws that were passed by the Democrats from the American Rescue Plan to the CHIPS Act to the uh, trillion dollar infrastructure bill to the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. I think things are getting better. The economy is getting better. Inflation is coming down. We're seeing wages increase for the first time in decades. I'm worried that what you're not hearing is that news and that uh, whoever your news sources are, and I know you mentioned this station and Democracy Now!, but I'm I'm concerned that you're not getting the actual information um, of things that are getting better even as so much in the country uh, feels like it's getting worse. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, I and yeah, because it's just there's things are now that if you're saying it's going down, I wonder why. Uh, what, elections what? coming up. <clears throat> Let's do this. Let's 
fear base about Trump. Let's do that. Let's get elected. Once they're elected, it's business as usual. Wait, 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 wait. What's going down? What's going down? I I, I mentioned the uh, American Rescue Plan, which was passed in February of 2021 after after uh, uh, Joe Biden took office. And then came the CHIPS Act and then came the Bipartisan Infrastructure Act. You said uh, you're in favor of folks working together. uh, Joe Biden got that done. Then came the American Rescue Plan. Couldn't get a single uh, I'm sorry, not the American Rescue Plan. The um, Inflation Reduction Act could not get one single Republican vote in either the House or the Senate in favor of that. But it's not come election time. This has been since day one of the Biden administration. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, encourage you, uh, tell you you should vote for Joe Biden. I'm just trying no, I'm to point. I'm not going to vote for. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to vote for Joe Biden. Nor am I voting for Trump. I I have no idea who I'll vote for. Okay. But it's not going to be either one of them. And I think I don't know. It's just it's crazy. I guess we'll see what happens. You know? Yeah, it is crazy. And I would suggest that uh, if you don't vote, that uh, is you know a, a vote. That could have been in favor of democracy, a better democracy, a vote that you did not cast. But, Joe, yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's what they always say. I used to say the same thing to people. I'm not voting. Oh, you got to vote. You got to vote. Well, now I see. I totally see why they don't. Why? It's the same thing. Well, I will tell you why, and then I have to let you go, Joe. But I really do appreciate okay. the call, and I and I hope you'll you'll stay in touch over the next year oh, because yeah, I will. Sure, thank you. I I will say this: uh, if you're wondering why, you can go back to a lot of people who felt that way in 2016. Did not vote for Hillary Clinton, which allowed uh, or or stayed home, which allowed Donald Trump to get in, which allowed him to essentially steal three seats on the Supreme Court, which has ended uh, the right to uh, abortion (laughs) across the country. That seems to be pretty serious. Not a concern of yours? No, I didn't like um, Hillary Clinton either. I used I voted for her in 08. No, I don't. This is all the same old, same old. Yeah, I I don't like I don't like what I mean. Yeah, I do. But I don't like Hillary Clinton either. I don't need to like her (laughs) in order for her to be a president, in order for her to make decisions that don't take away rights and freedoms from Americans like uh, Donald Trump did with the Dobbs decision, that don't, uh, you know, end up uh, punishing children, thousands of children, taking them away from their parents when they commit the non-crime of crossing the border and turning themselves right, in. Exactly. These, that's Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really terrible. And a lot of them are running for more torn, more torn countries also. And it's and yet you seem to be okay with that happening because you're going to stay home with it. But I'm I'm really not okay with that. But I I mean, I don't know how many the things that Biden has done also. I mean, they're just he hasn't done that. I don't know. They say he's the worst that worse than Trump. So I don't know who who, who is they. Just, yeah, who are they? You know what I mean. I I know who I I I know people say they say that, but the facts are otherwise. We try to keep our eyes on the facts, Joe. And thank you though for right. the call. Thanks well, for the thank conversation. You, thank very you very welcome. much. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Happy holidays to you. Eight one eight. Thank you. Eight one eight nine eight five KPFK. Let me go to. Luke in uh, Luke in Hollywood. Hey, Luke, welcome to the broadcast. Hey, Brad, how are you? I'm okay. What's on your mind, my friend? 
I've just been listening to your conversation with Joe, and I, I think, you know, first of all, I think her, her whole message with uh, our, our positions overseas, with our, um, our, you know, with Russia and China, mm-hmm. is more about that we're playing, we've always played world, world police, and that's regardless of what party uh-huh. is, in, is in office. You know? Right. And what, you know, when, when will that stop? Because really, this is the richest country in the world. It mm-hmm. should be for a while. I think we won't let China get ahead of us. You know, when that when that does start to happen, and that we're like we're investing all this money that could be going to you know healthcare, to free education, all these things that you know Democrats, I think even Republicans, once they got a taste of it, would like. You know, we like the post office, so that's it's, that's a you know mm-hmm. by the federal government. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, is you know we're we're spending trillions of dollars in wars that have nothing to do with us. And I get the bigger picture. I get I get the bigger picture that you know we're trying to sustain the status quo. I, I get geo you know the politics of national defense and all that stuff. But the fact is that we're causing more bloodshed. Let's just say we're, we're we're causing. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, just let me say because you were being a bit of a bully with it, Joe. I just want to say that. Okay. You know, like you you asked for specific facts. Yep. That you know she's not going to have. You pull out facts because you have people. You know, you got to Google in front of you. You can pull out certain bills that have been passed. She doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. I just want to say this is yeah. that you know, when you're, what good is it to support the government of Ukraine? when it's caused the death of 500,000 people so far. Is that worth it? Um, so okay, well, let me answer, let me answer that question, Luke. Wait, 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 wait. Luke, 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 you, you've talked for like three minutes. Let me, I, I'm not bullying you, but I would like to have a conversation, Luke. You can talk again. Okay, quickly, finish your point. Quickly, please. Because there are boys in the region, right? We have to keep them supported because they're, they're the ones who are, are the fence between the West and Russia. Right. I get that. But the fact is, is that worth 500,000 lives? And I get too that Russia might want to keep going like Hitler did. But, there's, you know, the fact is, is that we're <laughs> by sustaining this war, we're actively involved. You said we're not. We are actively involved. We're at war with Russia. We have not sent our troops there. All right, Luke, I've got to respond to you. I'm sorry. I'm coming up at the bottom of the hour. You've been speaking for I'm looking at the clock three minutes straight, which is fine. But allow me to come in because you put out a lot of disinformation there. I'm not sure where you're coming up with 500,000. He's still talking, is he? Luke, do you want to have a conversation or not? All right. Uh, Thank you. Uh, 500,000. Really? uh, You called me a bully and you're going to keep talking? Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. So 500,000. I'm not sure where you came up with that number, but the notion that I guess you're suggesting uh, Ukraine should go away, should be allowed to be uh, absorbed into Vladimir Putin's Russia. You'd be OK with that. You'd be OK, I guess, with him then doing the same thing again, whether it's in Poland, whether it's in Moldova, whether it's in Romania. It doesn't uh, we don't need to stop that, I guess. It can just keep on going. Yes, you're right. The way Hitler did, you'd be OK with that. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, we have NATO to prevent a further 
incursion into those countries, my friend. So, so my friend, that's, when that's where, that's fair where enough, is. right? Mean, so fair enough. So as soon as so let him take Ukraine, but as soon as he goes into uh, a NATO country. Then World War Three is on, and because all the countries have to respond at that point, everyone in NATO. So you're saying let's sit back and wait until Putin decides he wants to launch World War Three, and then we'll have at it. That's your position on this, Luke. Dude, we're, we're we're in World War Three already, and that's where it's headed. It's yeah. not going to go down. It's going to go up. All right. Okay. Well, so this is where we're at. Okay. Well, you're saying that you're, yeah. you're saying it's worth five hundred thousand lives. Where are you getting that number? Who's who's five hundred? Who's five hundred thousand lives? Are you talking about right now? You keep mentioning that number as if Russian it means something. And Ukrainian, uh, Russian and Ukrainian combined total of, of deaths so far. So Russia, so Russia, an imperialistic Russia invades a sovereign neighbor and uh, starts taking over the country. Ends up getting a lot of their own, and I hear it's about 170,000 Russians uh, killed, about half that of many uh, Ukraine. So we're more around the 200,000 number, which is not good. But not Russia was the aggressor. They marched into this uh, neighboring sovereign country, launched a war, and they lost 150,000, 170,000 people so far because of it. Somehow that's Joe Biden's fault? Seriously? I didn't blame it on anybody. I was just trying to defend the point that Joe was trying to make, and she wasn't able to do it. Okay. Well, All right. thank you for trying. I don't, I don't like, like, listen, I, yeah. I, am, I, I am not a Democrat like you. I think you are a Democrat. I'm okay. not. Okay. But I've always voted for Democrats because I believe in those values. Which values? I think that there's the distance. Do I have to define that for you now, too? No, because we only have an hour-long show, Luke. So you got the, you've got the I, megaphone, man. You speak over the. You know, you call your thing. Your part is facts. Everybody else's is not. I just have a different opinion than you do. Right, and I asked you about your. I asked you about your opinion, and if you were cool with letting Russia roll into Ukraine. And what you're and give me a yes or no answer. Are you cool with that? Should we let Russia take I'm Ukraine? Cool with that. If it, if, if it you're cool with that. All the lives that have been lost in this conflict. I'm cool with that. They no did this that. themselves, Luke. All right. Thanks, Luke. It's I nothing to do with us. All right. All right. I, I appreciate that. Thank, thank you, Luke. Happy holidays to you, my friend. 818-985-KPFK. I do have to get to a break. Yes, I did have a whole lot more planned for this, uh, this block, but uh, you guys are more interesting. Am I right, Wendell? Yeah? Okay. Wendell's happy about it. 818-985-KPFK. 818-985-5735. Again, happy to hear. From, and by the way, I don't I didn't think I was bullying. I haven't looked up a single thing on Google since the show has begun. I'm just aware of actual facts and happy to discuss them with the callers, particularly callers who supported Joe Biden back in 2020, but don't want to do that anymore in 2024 for whatever reason. I would really like to know why. It would really be nice if it was based on actual facts, not disinformation and misinformation that it seems like uh, has been going out to a lot of folks here for some reason. 818-985-KPFK. Wendell, let's take a quick break. We'll come back uh, with more of your calls right here on the broadcast. I'm Brad Friedman. Hey, this is Brad here at the Bradcast and bradblog.com. We fight for election integrity all year around, like no other media outlet in the nation. But of course, we need your help to do it. 
Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate to make an automated monthly pledge of any amount you like, or even just a one-time-only contribution to help us remain on your public airwaves and completely independent. The fight for voting rights, civil rights, and to save our planet continues. Please help us continue that fight independently over your public airwaves by stopping by bradblog.com slash donate right now. Go ahead, do it right now. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. A very uh, merry Bradcast today. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Looks like a lot of folks want to get in on our thought uh, as I take your temperature, your year-end temperature regarding the 2024 election, which is about to begin in uh, just a few weeks' time in Iowa with the caucuses. And then I think it's uh, January 23rd in New Hampshire, the first primary in the nation. 818-985-KPFK hit option number one to join us on the air to let me know, particularly if you're a, um, a Biden, uh, I'm sorry, a Trump vote, a Biden voter back in 2020, but have now become either a Trump voter or a third party voter or a going to stay home voter. Uh, I'd love to know why. And as I uh, note, trying to take the temperature and uh, get a sense of this as this year moves forward. Let me go to Tammy in Sherman Oaks. Hey, Tammy, welcome to the broadcast. Hi, thanks. I love this show. Thank you. Um, I, I actually am a Biden supporter, but I wanted to really quick say to Luke that I think Biden and the U.S. supporting Ukraine is actually helping to avert World War III because we're, um, you know, taking away the power of Russia. They will mm-hmm. be as strong. And he has said he wants to go into Poland and mm-hmm. Baltic states. Yep. And then to Joe, I think that Trump was actually responsible for a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um, he recognized Jerusalem as the capital without any diplomacy, and that supposedly kind of ignited the fire. Mm-hmm. And then with Russia, he kind of gave the okay for them, I think, or kind of encouraged them to do it. And then his mess in yeah. Afghanistan, I think he's kind of responsible I, I, well, I, you know, I, I would love to, I would love to bully you, Tammy, the way I bullied the others, uh, to, to, to push you. But you got the facts right, and which is why it's so bizarre to me that so many people seem to have the facts wrong. Uh, the, I guess they're getting misinformed, disinformed. It's, it's stunning to me. But um, I kind of agree with you. And one of the things yeah. that, I, that I had hoped to go through today was uh, this uh, piece over the weekend from Nicholas Grossman. Maybe we'll get to it later on the, in the week over at the Bulwark, you know, where he says the 2024 election will effectively be an up or down vote on American democracy and gives his reasons why. I got to say, I agree with him. Doesn't matter whether I'm a Democrat, doesn't matter whether I support Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton or anybody else. It will be an up or down vote on American democracy, and I'm in favor of it. And uh, to have a democracy, we need a well-informed electorate, and it sounds like you are, Tammy. Thank you. Appreciate it. I am, but I tell you, I have a Gen Z child who 
is sort of on the fence. All right. It's crazy. Uh, I was going to say put her on the phone, guessing she's not there. No, but no. <laughs> please. She's not here. But the reason is a lot yeah. of it is the Palestine, I think, and the age. Those two things. Well, I would like to talk to her as well. So uh, we'll we'll return to these phones uh, in the new year, I suspect, and and would love to hear from her. Thanks, Tammy. I appreciate that. Happy holidays to you and to her and the rest of your family. Thank you. Thank you. All right. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to John, who I think does not agree with me. Uh, welcome from Santa Monica. Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast, sir. Hey, thank you very much. Let me make a couple of statements and I will stop talking and then you can have a conversation. I think that is a very good way. I'm 68. I'm 68. Every single war during my life has been BS. It has been either under a false flag or a lie or some false thing. Judith Miller, Judith Miller in the New York Times with his thing, the uh, Gulf of Tonkin resolution, all of these things. So I distrust the mainstream media, I distrust the intelligence agencies and the generals. So when I hear the generals and I hear the mainstream meeting, you tell me that I need to be in Ukraine, I immediately suspect them to be lying to me. And they're working for Northrop and Raytheon and uh, Grumman and all of the military contractors who are making out great. I'll stop talking, respond to that when i got other points, if you want. I, I appreciate that, John. Uh, first, you're not told you should be in Ukraine. Joe Biden has gone out of his way to prevent uh, U.S. troops from going to Ukraine, said that we will not go to Ukraine. Uh, as far as the, I, well, I don't know how old you are, uh, World War II was definitely not a hoax. I think you would agree, right? Well, I think Standard Oil and a lot of Americans have supported Henry Ford. Uh, I don't know. The Rockefellers. Well, Henry Ford was a huge Hitler fan, John. Correct. And I, what I'm telling you is that, that America, <laughs> uh, if you look at Japan, we strangled Japan's oil and, and supplies. Franklin, uh, 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 Franklin Roosevelt, <laughs> the, the point, what I'm saying is, is that the United States has caused yeah. or has been implicated in all these things. Well, I'm not sure I would implicate uh, the United States in World War II. That kind of seems pretty firmly uh, Hitler's doing and then Japan's doing when they attacked uh, Pearl Harbor. But that said, uh, I hear what you're saying. And, of course, well, I am no, – no, 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 hang on. Hang on, John. I'll let you come back. Uh, I hear what you're saying. I have not – Hang on, John. I hear what you're saying. I have uh, been anything but a supporter of America's many imperialistic wars around the, the world, Iraq, Afghanistan, and so forth, just the most recent. But, you know, as the old saying goes, past performance is not necessarily indicative of future results. Just because we lied our way into Iraq and uh, arguably Afghanistan in many ways, does not mean we are lying ourselves into staying out of the Ukraine-Russia uh, war. A am I wrong about that? Okay, let me go there. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, who was the, uh, the, the, the idea of bringing, and, and Biden just said this a week ago, bringing Ukraine into NATO is the main factor that Putin continues to cite. Right. And uh, uh, what's her name? Who was the Who was the Victoria Newland? Is probably the spider web oh, in the whole thing, and she's still there. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, uh, the the spider web. You know. So because uh, Putin says 
bringing NATO into the uh, or bringing Ukraine into NATO was the reason for this. He actually did not say that when he invaded Ukraine. He actually in the past has said he would have no problem uh, adding countries uh, to Ukraine, even countries on his border like Sweden and Finland and so forth. Uh, he said he would even be open to Ukraine joining Ukra- uh, to Ukraine joining NATO, but pointed out in a deal that Russia made that they would protect Ukrainian uh, the Ukrainian border. This was a deal. Uh, I think it was uh, nineteen. Uh, I don't want to get the dates wrong, but it was a deal in order after the uh, fall of the Soviet Union to have Ukraine turn over their nuclear weapons. At the time, they were the second largest nuclear power on the planet to turn over their nuclear weapons to Russia in exchange for Russia protecting their sovereignty and their borders. That was the deal. Everyone knows that was the deal. Vladimir Putin violated that deal. And now just because he says, oh, we're in World War II, I'm sorry, we're, we're, we're heading towards World War III because Ukraine wanted on their own to join NATO, somehow that is Victoria Newland's problem? Seriously? But Russia, okay, let me give you this, let me give you an analogy. If Russia was putting the Mexico into the Warsaw Pact, I guarantee you we wouldn't put up for it with the, with the Monroe Doctrine. I guarantee you. Yeah, well, for one, uh, it's, it's Ukraine who wants to join NATO, and the U.S. and NATO has said no for many years. No. So know, Biden just said he wants Ukraine into NATO last week. Okay, well, the war began two years ago, John. I know, but he's saying it. He, what I'm saying is that <laughs> Joe Biden... Joe Biden said that he wants to take Putin out. He said that in Poland. Yeah, he did. Ago. Yeah. I want to take him out. Yeah, he did. That's provocative. I agree. That is aggressive. I agree. And and after okay. that war and after that war was begun by Vladimir Putin, Joe Biden said that some months later. And I agree. He shouldn't have. I never liked. Uh, it was one of the reasons I was uh, not happy with uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's candidacy in 2016. I felt she was uh, chest thumping and warmongering against Russia. Joe Biden has and been doing the same. They're both still doing the same right now regarding China. So I don't like it. What's that? These are the neocons. I get it. Uh, yeah, they are. That's right. That's right. They're the neocons. Your point? Brad, I'd like to get your comment on this, and I'll get off and let you go to another caller. Thank you. I'm always so amazed that everything they thought Trump would do never happened. And if Trump was Putin's puppet for all those years and all the investigations and the Mueller report, why didn't Putin attack Ukraine when he had his puppet in with Putin, with Trump? Who There was no war during Trump. Okay. Well, thank, thanks. Isn't that funny? Thank Actually, no, it was uh, 2014 that he invaded uh, uh, Ukraine, and then uh, he took over Crimea, and he did not leave. Okay, John. Uh, No no, no new wars were started under Trump. No new wars. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I I hear your point. I hear your point. All right. Thank you. And are you going to vote for him, by the way? Absolutely. Because I'll tell you what. is not bought off by the intelligence agencies. Okay. Our intelligence. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Thanks, John. I appreciate the call. Happy holidays to you, sir. All right. Okay. All right. We'll yell in 2024. Let me go to Jan in uh, Northridge. Hey, Jan. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this time around, I'm voting 
Hello? Yeah, you're here. You're on the air. Okay. This time around, I'm voting for Bobby Kennedy Jr. He's the only one with brains and integrity. I will not vote for Biden again. I voted for him to get rid of Trump. But Biden <laughs> supported the straw that's called COVID, and he's going to bring it around again. Yeah. Secondly, he supported the uh, genocide of the Palestinians, and there's no other way to look at that. So well, there actually, actually, there is another way to look at that. I have this uh, right in front of me from AP this afternoon. The head of the CIA jetted to Europe for talks with Israel and uh, Qatari uh, officials on Monday, sounding out the potential for a new deal on a ceasefire and the release of hostages in Gaza. In a sign of U.S. seriousness on the subject, both the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin and Chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff C.Q. Brown flew to Tel Aviv for the face-to-face meetings, attempting to get Israeli military leaders uh, to scale back major combat operations against Hamas. Uh, joining uh, with the U.S. in that effort, France, U.K., Germany, some of Israel's closest allies, along with the U.S., are calling for uh, a ceasefire, called for a ceasefire over the weekend. Israeli protesters have demanded the government relaunch talks with Hamas on releasing more hostages after three were mistakenly killed by Israeli troops while waving a white flag. There is another way to look at that, um, Jan. Uh, The way to look at it, I would suggest, is that because the U.S. has been supportive, I would say overly supportive of Israel, that has at least allowed them a seat at the table, allowed for a, uh, what was it, a uh, six-day ceasefire a a week or two ago, and uh, maybe will encourage the far-right-wing Benjamin Netanyahu to uh, scale back this appalling assault on Israel. Yeah, there's very much another way to look at it, Jan. Well, um, I think this was planned some time ago, and we were on board with Israel. By who? Planned by who? The United States and Israel. Now, I don't know if this is true, because I haven't done enough research. Well, hang on a second, Jan. There's a lot I think you don't know if it's true. You're you're suggesting that Israel and the U.S. planned Hamas's attack against Israel that killed 1,200 people? No, no. They used the hostages as a decoy so they could go into Palestine saying, oh, we want to rescue the hostages. But no, it's all-out war against the Palestinians. Okay. And I think the West Bank is next. Okay. Well, uh, the West Bank is already the West Bank is already on fire, uh, uh, Jan, unfortunately. Um, the, what, you know, Israeli settlers have been doing there for uh, months, years, uh, is, is appalling. So that's already underway. Um, but, uh, Jan, I, I'm not sure you're suggesting Bobby Kennedy Jr., he's going to run as an independent, not as a Democrat. You, you think that will make things better by voting for Bobby Kennedy Jr. next year? The Democrats don't, will not let him in the party, okay? And yes, I think he has intelligence. Well, yes, they will let him in the party. He's been a Democrat for years. He has no integrity. Sorry. The, 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 you don't have to be sorry. I'm trying to understand what you're thinking. You think voting for Bobby Kennedy will be better somehow. Absolutely. Well, even if he does does not win, it'll be better to cast your vote for him, is what you're arguing, right? I'm not trying to select the quote-unquote winner. When I know someone is no good, I'm not voting for that. Period. And also, Biden, Biden is obviously going through dementia. 
I think Barack Obama is running the presidency. Oh, boy. You know what? A lot of people on Fox News agree with you. By the way, a lot of people on Fox News also support Bobby Kennedy Jr. And by the way, I've worked with Bobby Kennedy. I happen to, you know, to know him a little bit and to suggest that somehow he would – uh, if you're really looking for a conspiracy, you don't have to look too far to find uh, guys like Steve Bannon and Fox News supporting Bobby Kennedy, hoping that folks like you, Jan, will um, use your vote on him. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jan. I appreciate it. Have, thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jan. Have a great holiday. 818-985-KPFK. Let me go to, is this a, a different John up uh, in uh, West L.A.? Hey, John, welcome to the broadcast. Not that we didn't like the previous John. What's on your mind, my friend? I can't vote for genocide Joe Biden. Genocide Joe is just horrible. Can, horrible can you get off speakerphone and talk to your actual device, sir? Okay. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can hear better. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit better. Go ahead, make it make it quick if you don't mind. I can't vote, I can't vote for genocide Joe. You can't vote genocide for genocide Joe. Okay. Yeah. I get if he brings if he brings peace to uh, Palestine and Hamas somehow, would you be able to vote for him? I don't think it'll ever happen. Okay. Happen. The two is a joke. Okay. I, I think that's uh, uh, fair. Do you think Donald Trump will be uh, better, uh, less genocide under Donald Trump? Nope. Who are you voting for? Who are you planning to vote for? But who are you planning to vote for next year, John? I got to go. Uh, now we can't hear you. He's got his hand over his phone. Okay. Thank you, John. Uh, oh, our good friend uh, Marwan is here. And Marwan, I'm sorry to say I've only got, a ver- as usual, I'm sorry, very few minutes here. Uh, w- good to talk to you, sir. Uh, happy holidays. What what's, what's what do you got for me in about a minute, my friend? I'll make it a quick. I, I am, yeah, I'm sorry. I did vote for Joe Biden in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I'm not planning to vote for him in 2024 for, for the reason that the... the who, who are you going to vote for? Uh, so definitely not Trump. I think we still have options, either a third party or something else. And I think the, the Democratic Party, they're at a it's a, it's a time we have need a major change in the Democratic Party in order for us to continue supporting the Democratic Party. Now, that was the argument that a lot of people gave uh, during Donald uh, during the 2016 election. We need major changes in the Democratic Party. Therefore, I'm going to yeah. vote for Donald Trump. Uh, did did we get those major changes? And do you think if we yeah. didn't, do you think that electing Donald Trump again will somehow lead to those changes? You know what? If we if we uh, buy if we not buy voting by, by for Biden, uh, Trump wins. Then that's what we deserve. As an uh, you know, uh, the, the things that we don't understand. Either party, just like Biden right now, he's given fourteen billion dollars for Israel. Okay, to continue with their genocide yeah. and murdering children. And Israel has health care. We don't have health care. So let's start focusing on our domestic issues here well, first before we start giving Israel $14 billion to kill, murder more Palestinians. Okay, I, I, I hear you, Marwan. And let me just respond because I've only got – seriously, yeah. I've only got one minute left. Uh, I, yeah. I, I hear you. But if – 
uh, not voting for Joe Biden results in Donald Trump becoming the president. You say that's we just deserve it. We that's, don't deserve it. We have voted. We have voted for that. We have made that no. choice. Our 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 election our pres- election system is broken, as you know, and everybody else knows. Yes, right? of course, I know. I, I think I, I think we, we, there's a lot of stuff we have to fight for our country. Okay, to save our country from Donald Trump and people like Donald Trump and Biden. Really, I lost hope with Biden. You, you okay. asked one question to the caller before: What if Biden brings peace to the Middle East? Would I vote for him? Yes, I will vote for okay. anybody who brings peace to the Middle East. Thank, yes. thank you, Marwan. And again, we're cut short, but it's always good to hear from you. And I hope you have a, a delightful holiday season. Uh, we have to get out. Don't am I right? Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, yes, I know. I, I just want to throw in yes. that I think that I hope that people will consider things like climate change in their calculation when they're deciding who to vote for, because you know Trump has vowed to completely dismantle all U.S. climate policies. So. Well, maybe to paraphrase our friend Marwan, there uh, we get the climate catastrophe that we deserve. I hope that they choose to think about that a little bit more strategically. That's my personal opinion. I appreciate your personal opinion, Desi Doyen. She is our producer. Wendell Handy is our board operator today. I thank you both greatly, as do all the callers, uh, including those I couldn't get to. My apologies. Uh, I also want to thank all the uh, donors and supporters all year long of the broadcast of KPFK, of Pacifica Radio, and of this station. If you're listening on a different station, supporting this station you are listening to now. Got to get out. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, you can reach me at uh, via email. I am bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebook's Mastodon site, still known as Twitter, I am the Brad Blog. You can also download any show we have ever done for free at bradblog.com. We will uh, see you there until we see you here. Hopefully tomorrow, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world. Listening to the Bradcast. We are 100% listener supported thanks to listeners like you who drop by bradblog.com/slash donate. You wait a month to get a doctor appointment, then you sit in the waiting room an hour because Doctor Incorporated is perpetually overbooked, then you're finally rushed in for your 10 minutes with the doc. Tick, 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 and then you're scooted out uncertain whether you're supposed to take pills or make funeral arrangements. Welcome to corporatized, consolidated, and bureaucratized health care, a rigid system in which nurses, pharmacists, and even doctors are no longer independent health professionals driven by a moral mandate to provide their best care to patients. Instead, all are treated as cogs in a monopolistic structure driven by an imperative to provide maximum profit to Wall Street owners of the corporate care chains. This financial hierarchy demands factory-like cost-cutting, including cutting the numbers of nurses, pharmacists, and physicians who actually provide the care. The cutbacks leave remaining caregivers stressed to the breaking point, and care is regimented to such time-motion metrics as limiting doctors to only 10 minutes per patient. Next, even when professionals complain that corporate cutbacks are endangering patients, the hierarchy responds with irrelevant financial statistics. 
For example, when Walgreens pharmacists recently revolted against constant staff cuts, the chain's corporate bosses coldly retorted that they were investing $400 million in new pharmacists. Sounds like a big number, but really? Walgreens is pocketing $27 billion this year in profit. So investing under 2% of one year's profit will not make a blip in service to patients. Instead, the bulk of the billions that consumers pay goes to enriched top executives and Wall Street investors. This is Jim Hightower saying, This enrichment of the rich few at our expense is why health care providers are unionizing, not for themselves, but for us patients. For information, go to doctorscouncil.org. The Hightower Radio Lowdown is made possible by you subscribers to Jim Hightower's Lowdown on Substack. Find us at jimhightower.substack.com. Hi, everybody. Juliana Forlano here from the Juliana Forlano Show on the Progressive Voices Network on TuneIn. Do you like to know what's going on in the world but don't like walking away from your news show feeling all depressed or jacked up? Do you like political humor? Then check out our show, The Juliana Forlano Show, Saturday at 11 a.m., Sunday at 9 p.m. on the Progressive Voices Network or find us at julianaforlano.com.